0: It is. Aries and, and, and Andy, you and a jerk. You know it's time to get this work. work. The real raw gutter, uncut cocaine. No political corrections. Always no sleep. Fuck being woke. We discuss politics
1: and
2: jokes. Why we late. There's levels We're to this show. shit. Hey, y'all. This, oh, Steve, is from Frank Williams. And Frank, Andy, didn't really care for the last one, so you better hope this one is good. (laughs) He writes, uh, remember that scene from Goonies when that ugly motherfucker Slaw was like, hey, you guys. Picture him yelling, Hey, oh, Steve.
3: (laughs) You like that one? Dude, I love that one because I would love it if we got to do a video where you see him stand up and he goes to say, hey, you guys, but we edit... Hey, oh Steve. It would be so funny right. cuz that that that's It
2: would be nice if we could actually edit Steve in there. Have Steve do it. Uh, yeah.
3: Yeah, that would be nice.
2: Uh, let's go for a hardcore punch to the face. Uh, this first one is uh from Ronald Williams. Oh, here he come. Watch out, girls. He'll beat you up. Oh, here he come. He's a woman beater. I didn't talk to Ronald in a way. Hold, in hold a, on, let a, me, let, a minute. Let me do this. Let me do the sound
3: effect for, for Ronald just before Uh-oh. He, he gets ready. Just he, he's preparing to get to get
2: Yes. That, that's him popping that beer before he's Oh before it turns domestic. <laughs> uh dude, uh he goes, uh Aries, how the fuck y'all? Haven't talked about the Rick James documentary on Showtimes, please take a look at that shit. To which I responded, dude, you are so late to the party. Uh, if you had been listening to this podcast from the very beginning, like I'd be telling motherfuckers, you didn't know, we've been covered that. But then he said, damn, really? I listened to every single episode. I must have missed that one. But okay, bet. I apologize. Keep up the dope pod. Yeah, only you probably missed that one because you was busy. Uh, beating a bitch up uh you know, because uh, uh, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Um okay, that was from Ronald Williams. Um let me go up here. Um Devon Johnson, prof- Professor X Games. Um Professor X Games uh back from the car wash uh where his chill- where his wheelchair was washed and received bad news. Um, Oh, I think this is the nigga. Oh, boy. He needs some extra money to get supplies from the X-Men. Professor X begins to race in local street races to earn money with his wheelchair. This is the dude that always presents us with fucking scenario-like movie shit. LOL, Professor is going to be in the next Fast and Furious movie. Okay, no, he isn't going to be in that movie, but it would be funny. He probably would mind control the challenging driver to drive two miles per hour and make it Look, oh my God! Like a close race, lol. Shit! How does this always happen
3: during the the? Emails? Dude, I,
2: I had some fucking spaghetti last night, uh, and I just don't think it's it's been fighting with me all day. It's one of them uh, nineteen twenty five fights with Jack Johnson, where they go forty five rounds. <laughs> uh, anyway, when is Aries and Andy coming to Atlanta for a comedy show? I would like to attend the show. Lastly, Professor wouldn't use a skateboard but should be in the X Games. Imagine him driving his wheelchair to the edge of an empty pool, LOL, then drives into the pool doing skateboard-type tricks in the empty pool. I'm convinced this dude does a lot of drugs and is slightly off uh, mentally.
3: I I think Professor XO in one of those uh, wheelchair uh, basketball games.
2: You said what? the Professor X won the wheelchair basketball games oh you could see him in one of those yeah that would that's a that's a story line. yeah well, he said he would mind control everybody and just yeah, right win the whole game you know and yeah. levitate and dunk he'd be the only one to be able yes. to dunk yes um coaches, 300 nigga I listened I listened you this I listened you this past week's pod he he listens <sighs> $10, a lot of money. And nigga, this is only three sentences. You really <laughs> couldn't take the time to fucking proofread this. <laughs> he goes, nigga, I listened to you this past week's pod and your ass has never seen 300. Apparently, you've never seen the word two. You have to watch that movie ASAP. That's man food. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm gonna watch it. Uh, Andy told me I should watch it. You're telling me I should watch it and i just didn't know it was that much of a man food movie i thought it was just macho male erotica
3: it's it's just fighting it's it's it, but it's with a plot i mean it's 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 pretty good it's good man
2: right all right uh louis blackshear uh just checking in fellas um it's been a while since i've shared words with you fellas in spite of all the hate coming your way aries i hope all is well with you both speaking of hate I sincerely hate all the criticism you're experiencing from over eight years ago. Unfortunately, that's the nature of the beast in these times we're in at the risk of sounding, uh, conspiratorial, uh, incidentally on the flight back, uh, from Dallas to LA, uh, Cedric, the entertainer and his lovely girlfriend or wife was sitting in first class. I said, what up said we fist bump. And then when we got off the plane, he leaned over and he said, man, I hope you all right, brother. Uh, and you got past that, that bullshit. We know what it was. So, big shout out to Cedric the Entertainer. Um, what, was he, what was he wearing? He was wearing a yellow sweater. And, you know, he had on a black baseball cap, black shades, and a black COVID mask. I don't know if he was really worried about COVID or he just didn't want to be recognized.
3: Yeah, I guess that would work. But, yeah, he always dresses nice. You know, he always has his...
2: Oh, he definitely had his hat case with him. Oh, did he? You could tell the the kings of comedy i'm about to go on concert stage hat he had with him he had to protect it yeah that's nice um Miss uh, had this with the little comment, but I'm sure you and Andy have figured all that out. Nevertheless, I'm glad all has been settled. Personally, I can't condone the video because of my opinion, it was too dark. However, as a fan of yours, I will not condemn you. No one is perfect, and as you say, often comedy is subjective. That being said, the comics that are coming at you, I wish would chill. It's totally hypocritical for any comic to go after another in the interest of morality. I thought a comic's main object main objective is to find the humor and morality, right? Certainly in the case of Holcomb and love, I've uh, heard them fellas say some off the wall stuff about the cancer culture should be eating up. Well, uh, I guess they haven't stepped on the right toes or at least Lizzo's, uh, or I guess they haven't stepped on the right toes, or at least Lizzo's. I can't call it for Faison's beef with you, but I know Corey is still probably butthurt over them pockets being hit from the incident. Uh, I wish these brothers would squash this madness of hating, whether it's in the interest of, saying, of staying relevant or just trying to gain fame by jumping on bandwagons. You never saw Pryor, Mooney, Red Fox, Gregory, or Ray Moore uh, hating on each other like that. Hell, uh, not even Cosby back in the day. Well, I just wanted to holler at y'all, show my support and love, hang in there, Aries, and be careful, my brother. Oh, yeah, Andy, you are an intelligent and very wise brother. So your father's jizz gave you more than what you gave yourself credit for. <laughs> and I'm quite sure he didn't worry about what his jizz would produce after it impregnated your mother. Uh... Dude, you got some uh, like Hulk, some incredible Hulk uh, way of articulating.
0: Produce after impregnated your mother.
2: <laughs> LOL. Much love to y'all and stay up LB four. Um, Do
3: you know what he you know, said? I, I oh, go ahead. You go ahead first. I want, but I want to comment. No, on I you.
2: was just gonna say. Uh, I don't know that they didn't have beef back in those days with Murphy Pryor and those guys. I just think that. Black entertainers protected each other better than or or felt the need to because we were already up against what the business uh, threw at us in terms of obstacles and racism and feeling less than. So I think black people as a whole, the further we go back in time, we always made it a point to protect each other. Now, not so much.
3: Well, I think um, I can't speak to what you just spoke to, but I will say this. Um, I was surprised by the people who came at, came after you on this. I, was, I, was, I wasn't. No, no, but I'm going to say this. I was surprised. Like, there's comics that if they would have said something, I would have went, hey, that's in their character to make comments on social issues. And so they did that. I don't agree with them, but I understood why they did it. The people that came at you were just... <sighs> they came at you not because of what... Uh, what was being said or what was put out there they just they just don't like you it has to be
0: yeah
2: it yeah, was already a disdain for
3: it be- because th- those are people that I wouldn't imagine like I- I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not throwing any comic against the wall what I'm gonna say but let, let me just say like Patton Oswell has a political he speaks politically or he he speaks on social issues so if Patton Oswell had an opinion on you I would have said, well, that's what Pat Oswald does. He makes comments on it. He has a following that's very socially active. I wouldn't have been, I would have saw that coming. Right. But when when Faison said something, I was like, really? And I, I get Corey Hokum only because of the, the the bit of beef, but again, yeah, when you're when you're someone that says as much as Corey says, you think that you want to be careful where you how where you're swimming in. So right. it, it, I was I was a little surprised. I was surprised. I'm gonna be real honest. I think that some people should have. I wish some people could have leaned in for you a little bit, but I also understood why they couldn't.
2: Yeah. Um June bug
0: spade.
2: Uh ba, 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 ba. let's see. Long time, no speak. You're what's good, fellas. Hope all is well. It's been a minute since I've written in. Been working a lot, but I have been listening. I enjoyed the Top Gun Maverick review. I remember I wrote in sometime last year, mentioned that I had watched the first Top Gun uh, for the first time, but it didn't get read. I'm an 80s baby, and that was a film that I had never seen before and didn't really have interest. Andy had highly recommended it, so I checked it out. Didn't really care for it. I think it was one of those movies that you had to see when it came out to understand the hype. For that time, I found it slow, and I said the same thing Aries said in regards to that damn song. Every scene they had that shit playing. I just saw Maverick a few weeks ago after everyone gave it rave reviews, and I must say it was really good. It was a really good movie. I think the action was top notch, and it definitely kept you on the edge of your seat. Um, gotta give Tom Cruise some credit. He's killing it for his age. It's not easy being that old and still, uh, still be able to make action films. That are convincing. Some action stars from the 80s are still trying to do it, but it's cringy. And the stunt doubles are 30 pounds lighter and 20 years younger uh, than them. LOL. Uh, I know we debated Halloween kills last year. Did either of you see Halloween ends? All I say is this newest film makes Halloween kills look like The Godfather. Please watch so I know what you thought, what you both thought of it. One last thing, I know you mentioned that your co-host from Sophisticated Scoundrels jumped ship, but as a longtime fan of yours and a fan of you and Andy's podcast, I got to say you and Andy's chemistry is much better and more interesting. I know the pod was only a few episodes in, but in my personal opinion, something seemed off. Not to say it's either of you guys' fault, but it just wasn't hitting for me. I appreciated what what was trying to be done, but I prefer you and Andy. I know it's a cliche statement, but everything happens for a reason. Him jumping ship might have been a good thing for both of you, for the boaties. Sorry for the long email. Stay safe. June bugs, um, yeah, I, you know, listen, I'm never gonna uh shut down what you're saying when you're sprinkling love on the black and the white meat. Uh that is what it is. Uh, but yeah, we, but you know, we we me, me and him been, we've been on the same court, same team for a minute now. So, you know, sometimes, you know, we, we, we know what it is. I know how to throw the no look pass and throw it to where he's going to be instead of to him uh, and vice versa. So that's, yeah, that's you build that. Uh, I think it would have been interesting to see where me and Gerard could have taken it because um, his comedic sensibility is very different from Andy's. So it's like playing with one pro to another. Um, you know, she steel sharpens steel. So, but I just, it's just unfortunate that we never just got that chance because uh, that was a bitch ass move.
3: I think you guys would have had time. I think you guys would have found the rhythm that you were looking for. But I, I, I want to go back to what he said about um, Top Gun, <laughs> the first one. I gotta agree yep. with it, man. I, I was given that rave review on the original Top Gun by what I saw in the 80s. And then I told Tara the same thing. And so we 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 uh we put it on our, our queue and we put it up to watch one night, and uh I you was em- I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed that I made her watch it. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't I don't I don't think it's anything to be embarrassed about. It just doesn't hold up. I mean the idea was so you know the the music. The it, it's 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 a video. It's really it is. It's a video. It's that MTV age kind of. We're gonna put the soundtrack in and the music and the, the we're gonna have scenes that almost look like a, a, a video when they're playing uh
2: volleyball and it's it's it just is. I, I I definitely get what you mean by that. To where it could feel dated, but it doesn't feel at no point did it, other than the volleyball scene. Did it feel cheesy to me? No, but
3: it—you know—it felt '80s. It felt very '80s. It was just very and, and slow. Is I mean, it doesn't really—it doesn't develop into anything. I mean, you just find out, you know, you—you you know, it, it has that feel good. end. I, I flew with your—I flew with your dad. He was a good pilot. Uh, I, I what I'm about to tell you could have me whatever. And you know, your dad fought well, and that's what happened. And they had to keep it top secret. It's the end. I mean, it's just uh it was very 80s cheesy kind of movie. It I, I wasn't bad at the time. It made sense. The uh, the, the Navy's uh, recruitment went way up. Uh, people wanted to join the Navy. They all thought they were going to be Top Gun. I mean, it had an impact. The movie had a big impact. But when I saw it, I was like, mentally, we were in a different place. I, I, I think that
2: movie did for jet fighter planes what his Days of Thunder did for race cars. That to me feels like the same kind of energy, that movie. And I like that movie. I could say I like that movie the same way I liked Top Gun with the same amount of enthusiasm, no more, no less. I like Days of Thunder better only because
3: the the idea of Days of Thunder was if someone's in an accident or someone's sick or what, you can't, you know, you 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 put yourself in that person's, situation and that's bad for you and I don't know there were some other things in, in Days of Thunder but that was it was a cheese ball movie too it's another 80s there, there's a, there's the quintessential 80s movie is uh, to me is uh, to live and die in LA
2: to live and die in
3: LA Yeah man you got to pull this up one day and check it out um who's uh, who's was, who's the star in that I'm going to I'll, I'll tell you uh, uh, the guy was Kurt Russell no the guy from CSI Miami the the television show the guy who was the Bleed scientist detective guy. Uh, oh shit! I can't remember his name. And William Defoe is the uh, is the bad guy. And there's on, okay. And it just has this very eighties feel about it, man. And uh, that's the one that I thought was the quintessential eighties movie. But no, uh, Top Gun is the quintessential eighties movie now to me. It, it's the movie that represents the eighties in a way that I, I, I see it that way now. And I and it was like, when I was watching with Tara, I was like when is it going to get good? When is the good? When's gonna When's the part that you go, wow. And there wasn't, there wasn't a real wow moment in it. I mean, there's some of the, the fight scenes, but you know, we just have too many better special effects. I mean, Tom Cruise and what he said to Tom, what he said about Tom Cruise, I, I, I can't deny it. Tom Cruise is someone that, you know, sometimes I, you want to mock, but the guy uh, does most of it likes to do his stunts, hires stunt coordinators that puts him in the stunts. <laughs> uh when he they they did Top Gun, he wanted all the uh all the actors had to be in those planes. They really flew in those planes. They were they had mm. to pull some G's to really feel it. That's what Tom Cruise wanted. And uh yeah, so you know, I, I do give him credit for that. And, and and you know, it did take a long time to make that movie, but I like the movie that they made. And it's it was, you know, yeah, I'm not unhappy with the fact that I, I liked seeing Maverick and uh, I and Tara saw Maverick on the, I think she saw it on the plane, on the way to London when she went, because she went a few days before me. And uh she goes, now this was a good movie. You know, and then I was mm. happy because at least she had some reference to where it came from. So um yeah, man. Yeah, I I agree with I, I agree with June Bug Spade on all of that shit. Told me to cut you off, man, but we have to take a break. It's nothing personal. It's just business. Um,
2: Angel Santana, Angel X Santana. What up, A? Oil. Uh, Creed 3 is coming out. There's a trailer. It looks interesting, but I think Rocky is dead. I wonder what Rocky will say in heaven. PS, love the show. Have you seen it? The, 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 I, I haven't even seen I saw
3: one trailer. It looks good, I, man. It does look good. It looks good. good. But I really like that Sylvester Sloan wanted to hand this off. I thought that was a big, because that, that's, a, that's your franchise, and you handed it off.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I'm just a, I'm just a, Mushy, gushy guy for keeping what's if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, and that's fucking what my nostalgic childhood, you know, slides the dude, man. He's rocky, man. You got to give him a I would have rather have them killed him in this. Maybe they will die.
3: Maybe they will. Maybe they'll show him like going to the funeral. And there he is. You know, he's he died of his cancer. No,
2: because remember, in, in Creed, two he beat the cancer comes. Cancer comes back. Well, there a remission. Yeah, cancer. Yeah, I
0: thought I was done, but you know, it came back. You know, cancer. I lost all my hair on my nuts, and you know, my my fucking balls look like Mick, both of them.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It was cancer part two,
0: right? Um,
2: yeah, yeah. I I mean, you know, it's funny when you see the preview. uh, The dude that he's fighting. I think people made the, the automatic assumption that now it was uh Clubber Lang's son. And it's not. It's 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 the storyline is this is some dude that grew up with Michael B. Jordan's character Creed. And Creed kind of went the the route he went, which led to his yeah. where he was. And this guy went down the wrong path, spent time in jail, blah, blah, blah. And now, you know. Uh, it, the people say that it's reminiscent of Rocky Five, the, the the Tommy Gunn story, where it's like the guy comes into Creed's life. They form a bond. Uh, uh, they go down memory lane. But in order for this dude to get to where he needs to be, he's got to go through Creed. So they end up fighting each other. Because um, everybody was like, if they did the whole Club of Lang son, like they did Drago's son, yeah. that would have been hokey.
3: That, that would have been
2: hokey. What I like about it, and the
3: reason I like that he's given, a, he's turning the franchise over if you think about it this way it's kind of like Sylvester Stallone is anchoring his uh, place in Hollywood long term because if they can keep making these and I'm not I'm not, not saying they're like James Bond movies but James Bond obviously outlived its, its star yes so Sylvester Stallone sees this as if I can put this together this way my Rocky the whole
2: idea of where this comes from lives longer than him yeah but the, the the bond series was you know it always felt like 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 a like a book that you could just keep writing over and over and over again you know i having different bonds feels okay to me you know rocky rocky has always been the staple of who he was this story from from you know the slums of philly Southpaw, bad fight back yeah. down but this character was this is who this guy is this is who you who you grew up with this is who you know uh to try to change it off into different you know avenues by creating other characters Ugh, i don't know
3: but and i see i i completely understand what you're saying i just see that Sylvester Stallone looked at his uh legacy long term and to turn this over would be the right thing to do cuz it could i'm not saying it will but it can actually outlive Sylvester Sloan.
2: Yeah, I mean, he. I think the, what he actually said was it just didn't feel like there was any natural reason for him to be there anymore. Right. So, you know. You got
0: it, kid. You know, he gave it to the black dude, you know. I want you to take it and it's yours now, you know. I want you to make you and all your fellow niggas proud. <laughs> 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 it's just funny because, you know, with that
3: in the rocky voice it sounds right right. (laughs) it's right yeah
0: (laughs) you know all you niggas you know i I always liked you fucking you spicks and coons you know i learned from you i learned the best from you you know i learned how to eat chicken and take all the bone off the meat with one bite you know because you guys got the fucking lips
3: you know the way you said it the first time when I comment on it, it didn't <laughs> okay. it didn't sound racist. You know what I mean? Right. It sounded like this Italian dude who grew up in a bad neighborhood in Philly might have sounded like
0: uh, you. Hey, yo! You were able. There goes to- a couple of my big friends. <laughs> hey, Terrell, Raheem, Jamil, how you guys doing? Fucking love these niggas. You know, <laughs> but the way you did it on the second one, uh the third one, you know, is questionable now. But yeah,
3: anyway. <laughs>
2: Um, dude, there's a funny thing I saw, oh my God, on TikTok. This white dude is doing a prank where he just goes up to black dudes like, at, at like Walmart or Target or whatever, and they're in the aisle looking at shit. He just goes up to him, and goes, hey, boy, hand me that bag right there, whatever's in the aisle. Hey, boy, hand me them chips. Give me them chips, boy. And dude, the reaction on these black dudes, man, this shit is hysterical. Did, fucking hysterical! How, how did he, how did he do with it? How did, did he survive them all? There was a couple times where he had to tell them it's a prank, it's a prank, it's a prank. Because a couple of black dudes were like, what? <laughs> yeah, you heard me, boy. Give me them chips right there, boy. Hand it to me now, boy. And he goes, who the fuck you talking to? And and most of the dudes was just like t- shocked, cussing them out. But there was a few dudes who was ready to throw hands. Uh, you yeah, know, I always wonder, man. Like, I I don't think I could ever do that. I mean, I get it. I get oh, I know you couldn't. I just, I just couldn't do that to someone. I couldn't do it, dude. I, I, I had to start. I said, man, if Andy would be down to do it, and if we could pull it off, like, dude, we go to see Till, and then when we record the podcast for the visual, especially, if I could have, if I could have had our award-winning Emmy award-winning makeup artist from Mad TV, fucking prosthetic you up. And you just look like I beat the living shit out of you. And we do the podcast. We don't ever call attention to the fact that your fucking face is swollen. You got a knot on your head. Your eye is closed. Your mouth is bloody. We just do the podcast as if nothing ever happened. And you just look heinously fucked up. I thought that would have been so funny. But then I thought about it and I went, nah. What if the audience perceives it as? him mocking Emmett. Exactly. I would be like, who who would not get that that's not what he's doing? It's more about, we saw the movie together, it pissed me off, I fucked up my white co-host, and that's that.
3: Yeah, but you know, and when you were saying it, I totally got the humor in it. But after we see the movie, I I think I'd be affected in a different way where I might not, like, I might not even find that. Like, I I think that after I see the movie, I'm not going to find it remotely because everything that I've read and then the few uh, movies that we have seen. Yeah, man, like you want to like, I I don't want to play that part. I want to, I want, I want some
2: vengeance. Listen, um, like that. I don't know if you ever saw that Martin episode where he fought Tommy Hearns. It's one of the most popular episodes of Martin and all the black people know exactly what I'm talking about, where when they cut to him, Coming out the bedroom, Gina's calling him. Martin, come out, come out. He comes out, and clearly he's been prostheticed up. But he looks so deformed and fucked up. The audience was howling. So that was yeah, yeah. The inspiration. No, I got it. No, and I yeah, yeah So, but
3: uh, I, I don't. It's it's it would be very funny. But it's a movie that I want to take seriously and talk about it seriously. You know, right. I didn't say this on the podcast, but you know, you brought up funny. So. <laughs> I thought it was a prank but um, Kanye's fashion show with his uh, uh-huh. what'd you think of that did you did you see it you commented on it didn't you didn't you put out a post on with it with Owens? Yeah, the white 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 uh, lives matter
0: search. yeah yeah yeah
2: um, I wanted to bring yeah, it up I on just, the
3: other podcast on our earlier on Wednesday's podcast but we didn't have
2: time right Um. I mean listen man this motherfucker is just He's on one man, and you know the anti-Semitic comments, and you know David Schwimmer called him a bigot, and Jamie Lee Curtis said she was heartbroken. Uh, that kind, of, that 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 Kim, Kim Kardashian pussy man, that shit poison man. It does something to my <laughs> <laughs> That shit does something to my man. bad.
3: Oh, you know, I'm not going to get into the anti-Semitic thing because that's going to come from like a... I mean, I could get into it, but I, I don't want to on this part of the podcast. We can get into it on a different different podcast if we want to talk about it. But that White Lives uh, white lives Matter t-shirt, man, there was a little genius in that shirt, though. I, I really saw... And no one else has said this. I'm the only one who said this, but when you saw it, didn't didn't you see how silly the idea of it is? I mean, there's groups that say, well, White Lives Matter, too. Did you not see how ridiculous it looked? Like, does that have to be said? Does that need to be? Like, you really saw the example of why a Black Lives Matters t-shirt is important and why a White Lives Matter t-shirt is redundant.
2: Yeah, but, you know, uh, given hate- the climate of, of you know... What all is behind it? It, it just, you know, I'm I, as much. I'm probably going to just relegate myself to talking about race on the podcast with me and you, and and try to as hard as I can to stop posting things racially on my Instagram because it just it it, it gets you into a into a it lathers you up into an anger and a frustration, and not just some of the things that white people say in regards to it and the defense of Candace Owens. And Kanye West, or as they're called, Kunye uh and Kundis <laughs> Owens. Um, but some of the things that even black people say, and it just, it's, it's such a it's such a hot button, you know, emotionally triggered thing, you know, and it'd be one thing if it was like, okay, he did the t-shirts, but then when you follow that up with the interview on Drink Champs where you say that Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cop it wasn't the knee that killed Floyd, it was the fentanyl. What was it fentanyl or fentanyl. whatever the fuck? Fentanyl. Fentanyl and and shit like that to the point where the fucking Drink Champs killed the interview or 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 deleted it or got rid of it and then, you know, even Kanye people in the in the bank world, the JP Bank or whatever it was, they're fucking don't not want to do business with it just God, I don't know. We're looking at a man having a fucking meltdown. No, it, man.
3: It, it's a meltdown. But when I just saw the shirts before I saw all the other stuff, cause I wasn't here. I saw the shirts in a post. And when I saw it, I was like, you know, I know he's crazy. I know he's going crap. I shouldn't say crazy. I know he's having some mental issues, but when I saw how silly the shirt looked, right? you know what I mean? How unnecessary it was like why right. one was necessary you know, because you always heard that from people. Why? Well, white lives matter too. All lives matter. You hear people say that, and and, and they're right. Uh, they're right in the idea that everybody's life matters. I get that. But why one is necessary to post, and why one is absolutely unnecessary? I, I I thought it stood out because when I saw it, it was it was it was very it was humorous to me in the way that it was not needed. That it was obvious to me why that shirt isn't needed. Um, right yeah so that that's why how I thought of it but then when I read the other stuff uh, and especially the George Floyd you know here's here's the thing with the George Floyd that I, I want and I'm glad we are t- I, I don't want to waste a lot of our, our our email time on this but I, I do want to I'm glad you brought that up so I could say what I want to say we can't rewrite this history it's too important and for this is where it gets dangerous and I don't think that he should be sued for millions of dollars for being who he is right now and what he said
2: no, I think that's a clear money grab. Yeah,
3: but I do think that uh, you can't rewrite this history. It's too important. And I saw someone again say it, you know, on TV. You know, we saw George Floyd. He wasn't killed on TV. George Floyd was murdered in your living room, and I think it's very important to make that distinction because yeah, there is no way during the time that this happened during the pandemic we were all at home. We weren't outside. We were inside. And that police officer and George Floyd were in our living room. We saw it in our living room. We didn't see it anywhere else. We didn't see it on a newspaper and look at it in a newspaper because we were at work that day and we checked it out in the newspaper. We didn't see it, uh, you know, in the news three days later. We saw it in our living room because we were home when this was being broadcast. You know, within not the actual moment that it happened, but in 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 time, in in a, in, a, in a short period of time, it was in our living room. It, you can't rewrite it, and, and and that's why I'm frustrated when you do see someone, uh, and then to say that you could see clearly that his knee wasn't on his neck, and you could clearly see his knee was on his neck, and that's why he's in prison is because his knee was clearly on his neck. And it's I, I don't want to see history try to be re rewrote to suit a narrative uh, and, and I'm very disappointed that he's, that he's being used as part of it. And I think Candace Owens is intelligent as she is. She should, she should really, uh, he might've had fentanyl in the system. He, he may have, but that didn't give the officer, uh, the right to put his knee on his neck and, and, and stop him from breathing. Uh, all these other things that you can say are true, but he, he was murdered, man. And it happened in my living room, and I'm not going to forget that anytime soon. So, for for this to te- for that crazy part, um, this this I hate using the word crazy uh, for that mental breakdown it, it, is is unfortunate. And he's going to be remembered for that forever for for being part of this.
2: Dude, there there is and and before we get off this thing, uh, not this topic, but off the, the uh, this email episode, I have to go get my iPad because there's something that you talk about that I watched a documentary about how you always talk about rich versus poor, government, politics. There's a documentary I watched, man, about money. Because again, I'm trying to become more financially literate. I watched this documentary about money and it talked about the banks, uh, Merrill Lynch, uh, Goldman Sachs, you know, And how politics, like you always say, rich versus poor and economic. And man, I'm telling you, I I never felt, (laughs) the the two things I took away from this is I never felt one, more stupid in my life. And two, how fucking evil and cutthroat and nasty it seems like you got to be to be rich. Like you can't be rich unless you are willing to be a fucking evil cutthroat nasty i'll stomp on your fucking children fucking evil dirtbag you know and i'm sure there are people that get rich that 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 don't do that but good luck to those people
3: well let me let me let me put it in a in a a contextual form that we can actually see it we talk about jordan all the time and why do we say he was the best because he was ruthless he was ruthless. He wanted to dominate you. He wanted to own you. He wanted to possess you. He wanted to win that game more than anything else. Now, put right. that into the terms of business and money. To be at that level, you have to be ruthless. You have to want to own them. You want to have to be to engulf them. You want to want to possess. Everybody that has As crazy as this sounds. If you work a regular job, you're working for these people. You might, they might have, you might have their own, unless you're doing what you want to do. I, and I, and I really mean this in this way. I, I I was always, I romanticized construction workers when I was a kid, because I would see these guys that were construction workers and they would get up early in the morning and they could do construction. I grew up in Tucson, so it was hot. So they'd start early and you'd go watch them do construction then they would come home early they'd pick up their kids they'd play with their kids outside my dad still wasn't home and they were outside playing with their kids after after school right. and then on the weekends a lot of them had like boats and they would go take boats and jets in, and not just before jet skis but they'd go uh uh water skiing and they could do that because their job allowed them to live a life that they were part they were participating in in a family way that they were happy there was no climbing a ladder, being this, they were living lives on their own terms. If you want that life, damn, I'm so happy. I, I, I want you to have that life. So I don't think there's a better life out there than that. I really don't. I, I think that if you can put your family and, and and coming home and you can pay your bills and you can live that existence that it works for you, like you said, if it, when, it, when, it, when it works for you, it works for you. When it doesn't work for right. you, it's work for you. When you can live that life and it's working for you, Man, I don't think there's anything better. Because that time that you give up to enjoy your life, that 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 currency, that the time, to- the currency of time, man, that's worth it to me. I, right. I see that as being worth it. But when you're working to be successful, to be have some extra money to be able to go on a vacation to d- just enough to be better than and I, I don't want to say use the word better than just enough to have a life that you perceive to be better than an average life i think that's the worst life
2: well it's interesting how it, de- it depends it, you know it's interesting how you may take from it what fits your belief system or what your narrative is because there are plenty of rich people who will say hey man a Gulfstream private jet is not worth it. That's you're spending money you don't need to spend. That's ridiculous. But then I saw Mark Cuban on Instagram doing an interview, and he said, "Yeah, I, I you know, I'm a, I'm worth a billion dollars. I went and bought me a forty million dollar jet because what you just said, my time is important to me. But that's your time t- to be able current. to go where I want to go and get there quickly." And, and and not have my time wasted is important to me. So which is it? Is it better to get the $40 million jet or is it stupid? No. Well, my point is this, the $40 million jet is a
3: different level than just being a little bit better than having a life that you perceive to be a little bit better than when I say, um, First of all, I believe that time is currency. Time is the the currency that we all have. We don't know how much, if you believe in God or you believe in spirit or you believe in whatever it is, we got a bag of currency, which is time. We don't know how much is in that bag, but we got that time. And how we use that time is how we spend our currency. So what I'm saying is if you can do 40 hours a week, but you can enjoy your family, if you can enjoy your life, if you can go jet skiing, spend time with your family, uh, put them in a, a, be able to live in a nice place that's, you know, a decent place to have a decent life, to, to be able to enjoy it though. And to really have a moments where you really feel connected. That I think is great, but to go for, to being where you're just working 70 hours a week. So you can have a little extra. So you get away for two weeks and have a nice vacation and and, and spend it at a, Uh, a nice resort, that doesn't seem like a fair time. But when you get to Mark Cuban and being a billionaire, if time is is your currency and you can buy a Gulfstream so that you can get from A to B and you're saving that time, yeah, now you're spending your currency wisely. But how do you get to that area? Now, that's a whole different area. And those guys, I'm telling you, those are the Jordans, man. You don't get there without being ruthless. You don't get there without being willing to step on a motherfucker's neck. You don't get there by being a nice guy. That can't happen. Right. It can't. Political theater. To be a politician, Obama's a nice guy. He was very presidential. He was like, everybody says who he was. Nah. Bill Clinton, nah. You, you say that this guy's an asshole and that guy's a, an asshole. They're all assholes. They don't get to those positions because they're nice. They got to those positions because they were able to, 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 to step over the other people that were in front of them to get to where they wanted to go. That's the bottom line. If you want to be successful, at, 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 at a success level at a different level than what is normal, there's ruthlessness to you. You can't be that. You could kill one person in life, but unless you're willing to kill 10 you're not ruthless enough to be famous for killing people. Everything that comes with more, you ha- you have to be ruthless.
2: Yeah. I think I'm gonna go find out where my ruthless boots are. and get ready to <laughs> strap up. You got to be
3: smart and ruthless though. You can't just be ruthless because then you're just an asshole.
2: Right. Um, but when you give out the dates, man, I got to go try to see if I can grab my iPad and, tell you what this is because it was fucking like I said, I, I the two, the two things I took from it, the mean part. And I never felt more stupid in my life because I, I, I just went, what is this shit? They're talking.
3: Well, when you, and, the more, the more you invest, the more you really look into money, man, honestly, it's a foreign language. It, it is, man. It is to, to, to do what these guys do to manipulate the system. And most of it's a lot of it's illegal. Uh, is is it unethical or is it ili- uh, illegal? Both. I know that a lot of it's unethical. Not all of it's illegal. And this well, is, not all of it. And this is what a lot of what these dudes were doing. Well, and and that, and that's the other thing. They they play a game. You know, um, you know. I, I'm going to use Trump as an example because he's a great example when we talk about money. You know, everybody talks about he's been bankrupt all these times. So. The system, the system is set up for you to be able to be bankrupt. The, it, I'm not saying that's the best deal, but if you're going to bankrupt, be ruthless. Get all your bills taken care of. Make money off your bankruptcy. That's what these motherfuckers do. So you know these. You know when you know, when I hear this, you know when everybody was complaining because he he buried his wife on his golf course, so he doesn't have to pay taxes. What is that? Literally, he did that? What? He literally did that? Yeah, because he zoned it in the beginning as being a burial site. And once it's a burial site and there's body in the ground, you don't have to pay taxes on it.
2: You yeah, see, that's that ruthless shit. Ruthless.
3: But he's not liked. So you hear about it. These dudes all do ruthless shit. His a lot of stuff that he does is, is awesome. Uh, there's a lot of unethical things and he's just kind of the way his presence and the whole way he presents things makes him, makes it dirtier. But they're all doing ruthless shit. You you don't become a billionaire because I I guess you can become a billionaire if you're a nice guy and you develop some kind of software that puts you on another level. But if you're going to keep that money and continue to make money, you have to be a little ruthless, man, because someone ruthless is going to come and take it away from you. I mean, you know, we were going to talk about it. We didn't talk about McDonald's, about the movie, uh, about- uh, The founder. The founder. Dude, these are two guys that had a burger business that wanted their small business. They didn't want to expand it. They didn't want to do this. And this other guy took it from them. Not only did they take it from him, he kept it, they, they could have made money. They could have been okay with what he did, but he took money away. And then at the very end, the one original McDonald's that they still had, he took that away from them too, because you're ruthless, and that's what that's what this is. And so a lot of times when I'm and, and the reason we were, I wanted to talk about this is I hear uh, s- stealing things, uh, stealing culture, stealing this is what this does. this ruthlessness, making money, this is what it does. it takes from other people. The people who make these things aren't usually the people who make this big money aren't usually the people who came up with this. they take it. There are people that take it from... Because the average person who makes something great doesn't know how to make money. They know how to make what they made. They don't know how to make money. And if you don't know how to make money, someone who does is going to come and take your idea. Told me to cut you off, man, but we have to take a break. It's nothing personal. It's just business.
2: All right. Dates? Uh, where are we on time? One dates? Want dates? Well, no, no. Where are we on time?
3: Uh, oh, we still got like... We could do like... 12 Minutes, I think we have 12, 12 minutes left.
2: Minutes. All right, uh, Xavier Henderson, man food music. Uh, what up, Joke Mercenary Aries and Joke Sniper Andy? I like that. Uh, makes us sound like two uh, badass snipers in the uh, uh, yeah, Afghan man. mountains, uh, taking out the Mahujuddin. All right, uh, <laughs> I ain't taking out anybody, I don't want. <laughs> Uh, because Aries is always looking to execute a joke and Annie always lies and wait to get, dude, somebody said something recently. I can't remember if it was on my Instagram or an email. God, I wish I could remember. I don't want to butcher it. So I got to find it. But the way they described it, I know it would have made you laugh your ass off. I got to find it anyway. uh, So he calls us, uh, what up joke, mercenary Aries and Joke Sniper, Andy, because Ares is always looking to execute a joke and Andy always lies and wait to get one off when he sees a joke like a sniper. Anyway, you mentioned man food movies like Terminator, Rambo, Rocky, etc., and man food shows like The Sopranos and Power. What songs slash albums, if any, gives y'all the same feelings and gets you pumped as a man? Burt Bridgewater voice. Um, I'd ask about the video games, but Andy don't really play video games. Uh, keep the funny coming. I really wish y'all had read my email from last week on the pod titled, After All of Aries Poot Catchphrases" on the Podcast. I thought y'all would get a kick out of it. Um, damn, what music gets you pumped? Anything DMX. Um, yeah, anything, anything DMX. Um, and incidentally, in some weird way, uh, there's a couple of Barbra Streisand tunes that get me pumped. <laughs> uh, look, man, hip-hop... Right? Yeah, listen, I you know, uh, some, I got some fucking... There's some rock shit that gets me pumped, too. I know there's some white boys that are about to hear me say what I'm going to say and go, that's like some douche shit. But I like Nickelback, man. Um <coughs> I'm not. I'm not mad at Nickelback, yo. Look, Andy's laughing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm is Nickelback douchey? Yeah, man.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want to say that. Yeah, but because I met them, they're not. They were really nice guys. I was. Uh, I was working right. at this restaurant. And they. They were performing, and they. They came into the restaurant, and I took care of them. They're nice guys. Uh, right. Not the. Not the. Not the song. I'm not what I'm going to listen to.
2: Yeah, I like Nickelback. Uh, I love uh and live in Living Color, Cult of Personality. Look into my eyes. What do you see? Um I love that shit. Uh what I really love uh is a group called Stain. It's been a while since I said I'm sorry. But does that pump uh, so you up? Yeah. That's not a pump you up song. Yeah, yeah. No, no. When they get to that chorus, that shit gets going. Uh of course, uh Nirvana. Uh, the famous song by Nirvana, "Smells Like Teen Spirit." Um, yeah that that does that 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 moves that has a
3: that has an intensity. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, Onyx Slam. Um, so yeah, anything rock or hip hop. You know, some some bass, some drums, some heavy guitar. That's that's like man food music to me.
3: There's some punk rock songs that I that. I, I, I think qualifying there. But uh, I know
2: you like some Billy Idol, right?
3: Yeah, Billy Idol, though, is not punk rock, though. He's, he, he, I mean, he was at one point, but he's new wave. Um, I'm trying to think of songs that really like move me. Move. There's some Brian Adams songs that I really liked. That Please forgive me. Uh, I'm just trying to think of the,
0: the song. You know, it's true. Everything I do, oh, baby, i do it for you.
3: There's, I, I, I can't, like, I just don't think about things like that. I just hear good songs. I go, that's a great song. That moves, that one feels right. But I don't.
2: But there's nothing to make you want to fucking uh, tear your flat screen off your wall and smack terror with the cables? Nah. All uh. right.
3: No, nah, there really isn't. I mean, I, I if if something hits the right move, you know, I always I always, uh, always imagine that you know we uh, as as humans, we you know because of television, we 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 think of ourselves like we we try to give ourselves theme songs. Like when certain things happen, we hear music and want to hear that, and we hope right. that that was playing in our background as we're walking away. Like you break up with your girl, and you you know you want right. to walk away, and you want to hear you know Jay you know Jay Z's Ninety Nine Problems which you know, you, you know what I mean? Right. You want, right. you, you want to hear that as you're walking away, but I, I just, I, I think it's more situational. I, I don't have any, I, I like Rolling Stone songs. There's some Rolling Stones songs that will get me going, but, uh, I'm just trying to like, like, but you did, you know, you hit, when you hit DMX, DMX does like that. Those are those, I'm trying to think of songs that like, if you were in a big theater and it held 10,000 people, or you're, you're watching something at, at the, uh, um, had a Super Bowl, right? And there's a hundred thousand people in there. What moves? Right. What moves that room? You know? So yeah, I don't know.
2: Um, <laughs> Let me see, Winston Dreyer. Damn, it's killing me. I can't remember how that person phrased that because it was such a great, it encapsulated you and me to perfection. How they put it. Damn. Um. Okay, Winston Dyer. Uh, Yo, Aries and Andy, this is for both of you guys. If you have Apple TV, please, please, please watch See. I think it's called See. S-E-E. All you need to know is that Jason Momoa is the lead character. Just to tell you a little bit about it, it starts off like this. Two tribes that are completely blind and kill whoever is a witch. In this case, people who have vision are burned alive. All I can say is man food, bro. You will love it. Please again, check it out. we will be, and we'll be checking you and Andy out in Memphis. Ah, and chuckles. Uh, but can't wait to see the show. Hopefully get to meet you, meet you guys, your boy, Winston. Yeah. Winston, make sure you come up to us after the show. We'll be doing, yeah, we might need a hug.
3: Yeah. We do the meet and greet. So come over and say, listen to the podcast. Um, I'm sorry, I lost my place there for a second. Did you really? Yeah, go ahead. I, I lost my whole mind.
2: Shit, I don't, I don't know what fuck you was.
3: Uh, Oh, oh, the C, C. Yeah, that, that uh, Apple TV, I like their stuff that they have, so I'll check it out. Right. Oh, you never heard of it, though? No.
2: Have you heard of it? No, no. I'll check it out. I just recently started uh, looking at shit from Apple TV. Dude, I watched that whole uh, the morning show that they had on. What morning show? It's called the morning show,
3: and it's uh, it's on Apple TV. It's it's good. It's about uh, it's about the cutthroat world of morning television.
2: Oh shit! Okay,
3: dude, you know I hate to go back to that, but when we talk about cutthroat things, you think that uh, you know I always thought about this: the news anchors. You start off as a news anchor in your local, you know, not even as news anchor as a reporter in your city, and to become the top news anchor. You know, you watch these guys do this nice news at nighttime. These guys have to be fucking cutthroat to get to where they are. When they get to that top echelon, they also have to be have a look that the the, the producers want. But I don't care, man. There's too many people that could do that
2: job. So you have, have you ever to- seen the footage? The, the footage of uh, a young Bill O'Reilly losing his shit? Yeah, cursing somebody out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but we
3: already knew he was kind of an asshole.
2: So yeah. Uh, All right, last one. Uh, Poncho Z, comedy movies about divorce. A great movie to review is Bye Bye Love because it shows how divorce is a natural thing that never ends. And Randy Quaid and Paul Reiser are hilarious in that movie. And I know Andy will relate to Randy Quaid. It will be awesome if you review this movie on the podcast. Uh, Why does he make the assumption that you could relate to Randy Quaid?
3: I know Randy Quaid is also an unusual character. In, in real life, who's gone a little over the edge mentally. So I, mm. I, I but I always think he's a good actor. He's always interesting.
2: Mm. Okay.
3: So I, I, I would check it out. I like Paul Reiser though. Paul Reiser does a lot of, th- does these very, he doesn't do a lot,
2: but he does these look like, things that I always think are good. Yeah. He's, he's, he's had an interesting career. I mean, the biggest thing I knew him from, which I wasn't necessarily mad at the show. I would watch it from time to time was with the show with him and, him and Helen Hunt mad, mad about, about you. you yeah yeah uh but then also you know he was the the scumbag and, uh aliens yeah uh and also you know the dude in Beverly Hills cop two with Eddie Murphy I love that where so, he's
3: always in the wrong desk this is not my desk
2: right 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 so you know uh yeah he's been and, and you know I know he was a stand up but yeah. it seemed like once his movie career kind of got going he abandoned that
3: well you know I think it's hard when you do those uh Uh, From what I, I'm only going by what I understand, not what I know, but when you're, and you know this, because when you're working on something that's, that you need, what, 18, 11, 18 episodes, that can be half of your year, right? Right. So you don't have time to get into the, the smelly gym. Yeah. So, I mean, you, Uh, you you pick which one works for you.
2: Kind of hard to stay hungry when you're sleeping in silk sheets.
3: You could do that in your uh, rocky voice.
0: Yeah, you know, it's kind of hard to stay hungry when you're sleeping in silk sheets, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, kind of hard to stay hungry when you're getting your cock sucked by a woman that has all the teeth. <laughs> 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 you, you know, many times bars in bars, bag of Benadryl and Philly. In the alley, and me and Pauly, we would be in the alley getting jerked off and sucked off by a couple of broads with a couple of black eyes and missing teeth, you know? Those were the good old days, Rocco. I know. And Mick would yell from the top of the window from the gym, Get out of here, you bums! Go get your fucking Dago dick sucked by some other broads, you fucking Polish cocksucker! <laughs> I go, hey yo Mick, why you gotta yell down at me and Paulie? Cause we're getting a suck Why don't you come down? You know, some brother suck you off. Maybe you get to the next life a little quicker.
3: <laughs> I i wanted to say a name because you just you did his impression, but Burgess your Burgess Meredith on that was really good. And uh like he was he was which which one of the uh Batman villains was he
2: penguin dude he was so good as penguin yeah he wasn't he wasn't bad
0: and that was a younger him
2: yeah way younger
0: hey old yo, Mick, when's the last time a girl sucked you off oh it was a long time ago rock i was fucking his black chick named tanisha she put my
2: balls in her mouth that nigga cunt stole him i never saw him
0: again you gotta be careful with those black people, you know. They steal things. You know they put them in a purse. Her mouth was like a purse. You put your nuts in her mouth, and now you got no nuts, Mick. <laughs>
3: Dude, uh, I liked it when I was in London. I don't. Did you do? Yeah. Did you use the word cunt in London? You can say cunt on the street, like it's not a big deal. Oh. Really? Yeah, cunt. Oh, being a cunt. You're being a cunt.
2: You're being a cunt.
3: Yeah, it doesn't have the. It doesn't have the. Uh, the same connotation? Yeah, it doesn't have the sting that it has here. Right. A cunt is your friend. Like you're, like you're being a cunt. Uh, Man, stop being a cunt, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you being a cunt. You can just be my cunt. I'm just going to start using it now and just say, yeah. I'm sorry, I was in London for a few months, and I just, uh, you know, everybody was a cunt. Well, that's like in London, fag is c- is cigarette. A fag is a cigarette. Well, that's because the, you know what a fag is, right? Feel- well... You know, No, San Francisco. This is why the word is demeaning. It's it, it, it. A faggot is a bundle of like sticks and twigs that you use to start a fire, like in your fireplace. You stick that bundle. You take a faggot and you light it on fire, and then it right. starts the fire. That's how it got. That's a hate slang. crime. That's how slang got to uh to cigarettes is because it was something a stick that you lit on fire. So that's why it's called a fag. That's why it's demeaning. To the fat, the faggot, is, is something that they would light them on fire. Mm. That's because like, you were gay that they would burn you. Right. So that's why the f- the word faggot is demeaning. That's what that's really what the what that comes from. Since you brought it up, I thought I would explain it because I learned that before I went to London. But I thought I would say it for uh, I'd save it for a moment like this. Wow!
2: See, look at that! Look what you know now nice. All right. Uh Here, give out some dates, and then I'm going to go grab this thing and uh, then come back.
3: I almost couldn't find the dates. Okay, so guys, we're in Orlando uh, the same weekend you're listening to this, and we're going to be out there from Friday till Sunday. So if you get time, please come see us. Then the following week, apparently, uh, I'm going to be with Aries at Chuckles in Tennessee, uh, Memphis, Tennessee, and that is going to be the 10th through the 13th of November, followed by the following, obviously, the following week, Tampa Improv, uh, the 18th to the 20th, will be at Tampa Improv, uh, which is Ybor City, actually. But we're right there. Uh, and uh, since it's after pandemic, it's probably going to be uh, a nice setup where people are walking around and drinking. So it'll be a good time. Uh, followed by the fall uh, we're going to be, do we have a week off or not? Nope following week is uh, the Thanksgiving weekend, where Aries is going to be at Helium Indianapolis, the 25th through the 27th. And I am not with Aries that weekend. I'll be at the Tempe Improv with Adam Ferreira uh, doing uh, shows there uh, so that I can hang out with my kids for uh, my Thanksgiving weekend. And then after that, we are at Magoobie's in Baltimore. For the very first time, we're at Magoobie's. Baltimore. The 29th through the 31st will be at Magoobies. Looking forward to that. Never been there before. Very excited to do Magoobies. Always happy to be in Baltimore uh, so that I can go to... uh, uh, What's the name of that market?
2: Lexington Market. Lexington Market. Yeah.
3: You're not going to go. You will never go again? No. You know, this is the time to go because they cleared up the problem.
2: They can't... Dude, no, fuck that shit. That was the grossest Shit. I'd ever seen. I can't believe you'll eat it, lose, but you won't go back to a roach. Life. I could listen. Do a roach, nigga. Uh maybe even a small mouse. That was a rat. That was Splinter, nigga. That was he had four turtles <laughs> that he raised, nigga. <laughs> Fuck that. I only saw one. I didn't see any turtles, but Yo, so the, the, the documentary is called Inside Job. Oh, yeah, I saw this. I didn't see it. I saw it. I saw it was out. And it's hosted, it's narrated by Matt Damon. And it's called Inside Job. Folks, check that out. Uh, I don't think it, it's either on Netflix or Amazon Prime. Uh, Andy, and you know, I, I'm, you know, if you just, you know, because you you're a smart guy and you know business and you know money and you're a Jew. Uh so maybe in one of those off days you check it out. Cause I'm telling you, man, you'll be able to make me feel smarter. No, I'll check it out. Uh, but
3: I don't know money. I'm and I'm not ruthless, man. I don't have the I don't have the tools to become that guy. I really no, don't No,
2: but you, you probably no, but you probably will understand certain things that if you explain them to me, I'll get a better handle on what's what because dude there's classes you can take there's courses you can take these guys yeah me and me in school don't you know <laughs> me in school nigga me in school is like you know right hook ronald and a, and his baby mother nigga it was just it's not nice
3: well uh dude it's good seeing you though man it's been uh it's been a few it's been three weeks so i'm looking forward to our weekend here in uh, uh orlando orlando yeah i don't know if i have any comedy. I don't know if I'm gonna remember. Damn, that's anything. right. You've been off for three weeks. Yeah, it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be rough. That first night's gonna be
2: rough. Yeah. Um, this is uh goddamn, I'm gonna to have to spell this because I don't even know how to TV, Instagram, T-O-N-E-R-I-X H two X S. Twitter. The real Fly Tone, and that's D A R E A L F L Y Y T O N E. Snapchat, Fly Tonio, F L Y T O N I O. YouTube, T R X P R I X H T O N E TV. And Apple Music, T R X P R I X H T O N E. 21 year old artist from PG County, Maryland. Does he want to give out his mom's information too? What, did he give <laughs> you <know>, everybody <laughs>
3: <laughs> uncles, aunts, you got to give anybody else's information out? <laughs>
2: exactly. Um, displaying his talents on all platforms. Tune in, more music videos, and more music dropping on all platforms. Uh, I'm gonna just have Steve pick one of these two songs to play. Uh, there it is. He's definitely uh, on I
3: all got- platforms.
2: Yeah, and I just, <laughs> shit, I gave them all. Um, dude, when I see you in Orlando, uh, before we begin the podcast to talk about Emmett Till, I'm going to tell you two jokes, just so we start off with some levity. Uh, two just like old school type of jokes. Okay. And okay. before we get to the serious business. Before we we talk about Till? Yeah. This I, mean, po- I think one of them I told you before, but this I know one of them is new. And I haven't told you. It's not my jokes, but they're just old jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Street jokes. Street jokes. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. All so right, it man.
3: Is. It's good to be back home. Can't wait. Uh, can't wait to work with you this weekend. And uh, guys, uh, thanks for the support, man.
2: And listen, I don't. I don't know if I'm. I'm being paranoid here, but I kind of feel like because we haven't. You know, we we obviously because in anticipation for Andy's trip, we pre-recorded. We had to to cover the time where he wasn't here. We pre-recorded podcast episodes, but I really think that there is a rhythm and a, and a and a zest to doing it the way we normally do it together in the same room. Uh, and just like with stand-up, if you take a certain amount of time off, you feel funny. Um, this, to me, these two recordings felt funny. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if you know what I mean, but yeah, yeah. it felt like, yeah, we've done this before. You're at your house. I'm at my house. But we haven't... The rhythm been the in the same. same room doing this for three weeks, so my game fell off a little bit.
3: You know what? I, I thought about this afterwards. It using uh, computers, we could have done this. We could have done it because <sighs> I'm sending this stuff to Anthony.
2: Yeah, but I don't like condom sex. I like raw. Yeah, yeah. I get
3: it. Uh, and, uh, uh, by the way, Anthony, Anthony, who does our videos on YouTube uh got to hang out with oh, him Oh you saw
2: Anthony Yeah
3: I got to hang out with him we we went one day all over London ran me ran me all over London man really showed How me was it. that What How was that Oh uh, it was cool man he he's a cool guy really nice uh very you know proper London kind of guy
2: uh he, does he does he does he come off
3: like he sounds Uh I thought he was taller he sounds taller but very, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But he, uh, he's just
2: normal height, just a normal, really normal, really cool dude. I'm gonna tell you who I think of when he talks. Really, the whole image, Paul Bethany, uh, Vision, Marvel. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand
3: what you're saying. I'm, I'm thinking about it. No, not just more regular, more, uh, normal guy.
2: Like, <laughs> yeah, I just for some reason, got Paul Bethany. As what he looks like.
3: No, shorter, regular looking, normal, normal person. Uh, just cool, though. Knows a lot about London. Took me to I, I said, I want to see the normal things, but if you could show me some things that, you know, w- you'd miss. And so he took me to some of those things, took me to the Roman wall that goes, uh, that, that's in, in London. Uh, took me to see some other things that I, I I just wouldn't have got to or wouldn't have known to go look at. And uh, it was really cool because then I could take Tara to see a few things. And I already knew about him a little bit. And I could explain him, so it, it was good, man. He set me up right. Um, but we walked, man. We walked. It's it's a walking. It's it's a great place to walk because it's not a large place. But uh, we were, I was walking about. I think I I looked at my uh, phone. I guess I was walking like five miles every day,
2: no matter where I was. I was walking five miles a day. You should have been like, take me to some places Aries would miss. Oh, you want to go to the nigga section? <laughs> Let's go to where the blockies be, the dockies. You know, I like again. I don't think it's a good idea to walk. We might want to take a car because when things start getting a little hectic, we'll all get out of there as quickly as possible.
3: The, at, at the end of the day, especially Thursdays in London, uh, everybody went to the pub for drinks. Crowded and as a motherfucker, right? All outside the pub. They're all outside. Yes. Yeah, and it's yes. packed. And it that was really that was kind of a cool th- thing to see. But again, to anybody listening to our podcast, if you're in your 20s and you're listening to this podcast, go now. Don't wait. Go now. Uh, I heard this most incredible thing that uh, a, a rich person said. I don't know who it is. I don't know who to give them the credit because if you're in your 20s, you don't need to be doing anything. You don't need to be trying to make money yet. I mean, make money to do things, to experience things because you're going to be busy in your 30s. Go do it now. Do it now where you can enjoy
2: it. Nah, see, see, I've heard the exact opposite. Do what you got to do now so you can do what you want to do later. 20s is where you fucking bust your ass. So by your 30s and 40s, you're living on a high horse. See, I I, I understand what you're saying. And
3: I understand. I've heard that same thing, too. I wish that I would have went in my time. I wish that I would have seen and known different things. I might have lived life differently. Uh, Mm. I'm telling you, you don't have to go for a year. Take a month and go do it. I'm not saying don't do things for your life, for your outcome. But this is when you're in your 20s. This is when you have time to make mistakes. You have time to uh, take a month off, to go do something. Do it, man. Do it. Go Go see something else. It's the biggest mistake that we make in America is that we don't... You know how we talk about on social media and why it's dangerous is that you say things Into uh, you put it out there, and then because of the algorithms, everybody agrees with you. So you're saying to the people, and you're getting responses from the same people who have the same ideas of you. That's in the smaller spectrum. But in the larger focus, America, when you live here, even though we're all different, we're only getting that same American idea. You gotta go. You gotta go and see it somewhere else, man. You got to get the fuck out of here. If you have the opportunity, Go. I w- I'm fucked up. I didn't do it early enough. There it is, yo. See you guys later.
1: <laughs> we jumped in a shit together. Hey, 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 uh-huh. hey. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I swear to God that I miss my fucking bros. Ooh. I know what it's just now. i a young nigga got hot with his chest out Making hits on the Mac, but I'm out with the tack out Baby, got your back, leave it stressed out Could be doing niggas dirty, but I'ma take the next round Smooth too swift, taking chest rounds Back to myself, nigga, I was feeling left out oh. Bitches in the past, fuck them hoes cause they left out I was in fucking party, yeah, really stressed out nigga N- got hot with his chest with out Making hits on the Mac, but N- I'm out with the tack out the Baby, got your back, leave it stretched out. stressed out Could be doing niggas dirty I'ma take I the, the next ride Moves too rise. swift, taking chest routes <laughs> Lookie back, to myself, nigga I was feelin' left out Bitches I in the I past, rock them hoes Cause I they left I out was I was young as fuck, hitting and just really stressed out. I like. ain't tripping I about shit, it. bitch I'm trying to bend the rocks so And stood up on they neck just think of the back, end, I Hand on the cap, but I'm about to put the facts on. I put my paper inside machines, no Fox on the town. more honorable than the No Two-tone glizzy from my crib, call me T-Lo And I ain't no bitch gon' toe the toe on a G-No Like, fuck, 911 in every city like it's Reno I'ma pull up on block like a emo I shoot a stick like a film, nigga, Viva and he say he the a shooter, fuck, he shot, got the free throw. She said that she low, but she lookin' like a free code Bitch, I'm really active, and I'm in the crease my with a G23, like a GG gun. Life ain't getting better, what's I Never OD baby. You thought about
3: Thanks for listening to the Spears and Steinberg podcast. If You'd like to know who's responsible for this shit. Well, it was hosted by Ari Spears and Andy Steinberg, produced by Steve Merrick and Anthony Holmes, executive producer, Big Papa, Robert Kelly, and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button Podcast. For more information on where to find us on the internet, visit www.spearsbergpod.com. You don't like to do face-to-face? I don't like
2: that way. I don't like to see the face. Marina. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's crazy. Look. Right. You can get a doggy style. You can get a on
3: your side. Those are your only choices. This is my house and I get the say. Got it?